0: I couldn't wait to get my driver's license as a young person. It was going to mean freedom and fun and escape. No more asking or begging for rides or having to walk or ride my bike. I could go further, do more, and I could do it when I wanted. And then I took the driver's license test. And we had the little maneuverability thing, and I did okay coming in, but on the way out, I ran over one of the cones, and somehow I ran over it, so it went up into the wheel well of the car. And the guy gets out of the car, slams the door, and he can't get out. And He says, go forward, go forward, so I go forward, and it came out and went up the other side of the wheel well. And he pulled it out, and I flunked. All right, so... I eventually got my driver's license, and that's when I started making trips to downtown Cleveland on my own, which was kind of funny because as kids, whenever we went to Cleveland, we prepared a week in advance, and mom would put food in the car because you never know what's going to happen, and we took a change of clothes and everything because we were going all the way to Cleveland. But then I started going to Cleveland on my own, on a whim. And this was back before they built all the new stadiums and everything, so you could find decent parking for a buck all day long. And I'd spend the day there walking around, soon as was there getting lunch and going to confession because I didn't know any of the priests at the cathedral at the time, it was great. But today's studies show that young people are less likely to get a driver's license at 16, from when I got them, it was 90% in the 90%, now it's in the 70%. And there's a lot of reasons articles have for this, from city living, to debt, to technology, and to bother. Driving does give you a lot of freedom, but that freedom comes with a lot of responsibilities. There's a lot of things to learn, driving is just one of them. And then you have to have a car, obviously, insurance, gas, You have to know how to park. You have to have some place to park the car. You have to have clean, pay pay to have the car cleaned and change the oil and haul other people around. Because with that freedom, there comes a lot of responsibility. Those acts of responsibility make it possible not only for you to drive, but also for those around you to be able to drive and do so uh, safely, right? Bad things happen when responsibilities are not observed. I remember when I was a younger person sitting on our front porch with my family and dad was out somewhere about and uh, this was when he was in his 80s and all of a sudden we see a tow truck coming up the road and it has a motorcycle on it. He goes, hey, that kind of looks like dad's bike, doesn't it? And we all kind of laughed and go, yeah. And then they pulled in our driveway (laughs) and go, oh, it is our dad's bike. And then dad got out. Apparently he was going through an intersection on a green light and someone not paying attention went through a red light and hit him. He was okay and the bike was mostly okay. But then the guy took off, right? Went through a red light, took off. He knew he did something bad. Fortunately, his license plate fell off when he hit my dad. So we were able to trace him down you know, there was this chaos going on, not observing responsibilities. And now his driving, driver's uh, uh, privileges were taken away, right? And he was fined, had to go to court. You can't, if you can't handle the responsibilities, you can't have the freedoms. Otherwise we would just have chaos, chaos on the streets. It's part of the duty and genius of man, human beings, that we bring order to chaos, or we're trying to bring order to chaos. Not so much order to that life becomes stifling, and not so little that we can't make sense of it. That was God in the beginning, right? The world was a formless wasteland, and then he spoke the word and brought order to everything in the world. There's an incredible amount of order in the world already. Last Saturday and this Saturday was mulch day at St. Sebastian, 80 yards of mulch, 12 acres and four bottles of Tylenol. Most of the order in the yard is already taken care of, right? The earth is there, plants grow, we have rain, lots of rain, sun today, oxygen. 98% of the work is done. We have to do the last 2% or so. I say I want this plant here instead of over there. I want this bush trimmed into a ball instead of going kind of wild. I don't want these weeds here, let's get rid of them. God took care of 98% of the job, maybe more if you count that he made the universe and everything in it for the plants to exist in the first place. But he leaves that last sliver to us, the taming of that last bit of chaos. It's a wonderful cooperation between God and man. So. We take the trees that he made and we lined up three on each side of the plaza. We trim the bushes he made so we can see over them. And we put mulch down everywhere to keep some of the other plants that he made from being in a place where we don't want them. Now imagine if we met that last one or 2% of nature's chaos with more chaos. Things get crazy. Actually, we did that once. Back when we had lost a lot of trees a number of years ago, you provided more trees for us to plant around here. And I got very specific plants, I I got a map out, I marked on the map of the the parish where I wanted the trees to go. I brought elms to go on Elmdale, so there would actually be elms on Elmdale. I marked the trees and uh, color-coded them so you'd see, here's a tree with a purple marker on it, here's a purple marker on the map, just dig it up and plant it there. Unfortunately, the guy didn't pay attention to any of that. We had trees everywhere. Not one elm on Elmdale. Other trees were planted too close together. Some were too close to the sidewalks. Oh, in a number of years, that's gonna be a problem. The, the, The sidewalks are going to lift up. But that's relatively minor. We're going to recover from that without too much fuss. Order versus chaos. It isn't too different about bringing order into our lives. We are a people to bring order into the remaining chaos and therefore by be a people of freedom. And freedom doesn't mean do what you want to do. Human beings do not thrive that way. There are people who see all the rules of Jesus and the faith and find them stifling and restrictive and maybe a killjoy, but they are anything but. They are there to make you free. When God set the Israelites free from slavery from Egypt, he didn't say, okay, now go, do whatever you want. He gave them a list of rules. As one article I read recently put it, these rules were addressed to free beings, to salvage their freedom by staving off whatever could do harm to it. What at first blush looks like simple restrictions in fact, protects freedoms. It is a code of honor among free men and women who are aware of what should not be done. So imagine meeting life's chaos with chaos. It gets ugly quickly and freedoms are lost. Maybe not legal freedoms always. Maybe freedoms to move among family and friends in a happy way. Maybe freedom of health. A freedom of conscience, or fear from addiction or fear. In order for you to enjoy the freedom of worshiping right now, there are all kinds of rules that you have all agreed upon to follow. We agree to face forward for the most part, not carry on idle conversations, not throw things to take care of the building and the missalettes, to be clothed, these are all rules that we've agreed upon. Free persons observe rules and responsibilities And these strengthen marriages, protects and nourishes families, make it safe to be on your own and make cities possible. On the radio there was a guy talking about he comes to our country from a country that doesn't have quite the freedoms that we have and he was waiting for his very important paperwork to come from the government to say that he could stay here now, his social security card, etc. And they told him to watch for it in the mail and the mail was down the driveway in a mailbox next to the street and it blew his his mind He was astounded, amazed, and bewildered that this most important paperwork would just be sitting in a box by the road where anybody could drive by and pick it up. But we take it for granted because we have established some agreeable order out of chaos in our nation. And you can just leave something in a mailbox and you can pick it up at your leisure. If you don't think that this is true, think of a person who's just a little chaotic, a little too chaotic and unpredictable. Society either avoids them or don't invite them, or they, we often end up locking them up institutionally one way or another because we are afraid of them or afraid for them. Do not go around biting and devouring one another, lest you end up consuming one another, Christ says today. This is freedom, to serve one another through love. That is the whole law, love one another. And he warns not to follow the law just enough so that a person can dabble in chaos. Do not use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, he warns lest you be guided into doing what you do not want. If you want an example of this, just think of our current opioid epidemic or the porn epidemic. Be free and do not submit to the yoke of slavery. For freedom you were made and our faith is there to help you gain and keep freedom. If you want to be free, Protect freedom for others. Find your duties, your responsibilities, the life to which you were called, the one in which you can best serve and love, and you will start to understand freedom. You will start to understand Western culture, and we will understand what it is to be Christian.